0: and i'm hannah hampton and you're listening to hr after hours
1: well hello and welcome to hr after hours podcast the only hr podcast whose mother used a bowl while cutting their hair (laughs) hannah hampton how the heck i
0: need to see these pictures uh if that (laughs) really happened i i would love to see that i'm doing well how are you
1: You know, I'm great. I'm great. It's been a really interesting week. You and I typically will text back and forth in the middle of the week when we see something entertaining or want to make sure the other person's aware of something coming out. And it could be geeky Star Wars comic book stuff. It could be HR items, stand up comedians. We all, you know, we have a lot that we reach out to each other about. And it was funny is you and I both Loved Sunday, the November 19th episode of John Oliver, where he talked about what is possibly one of the worst companies to work Mm. for, Dollar General. Before we just brush upon this, I highly recommend checking this particular episode out. And honestly, John Oliver's just been on fire lately. So if you're not watching his show, give one a chance. And I think you'll you'll really enjoy it. He did a great Ann. one on Chuck E. Cheese's a few weeks ago. Oh,
0: back. yeah, that was funny. But, and I just want to say for folks who might be a little more conservative-leaning... The show isn't too terribly political in that. I feel like it, I feel like John Oliver is just very fair across the board. So I just want to throw that out. Because I have a friend who's quite conservative who's like, I hate John Oliver. And I'm like, give him a chance. That's my plea to if you haven't given the show a chance, give
1: it a chance. Absolutely. He is someone that has... Is- no fear of pulling the punches towards either party. He definitely has. I well, I guess things that are being considered liberal now that you and I just kind of consider common sense or doing the right thing, but we we avoid those type of topics. We here.
0: sure do. Mm-hmm. But
1: let's talk about it. Why is Dollar General considered one of the worst employers? The main reason is it works so hard on keeping its labor numbers. Ridiculously low to generate like
0: inhumanely low. low. Oh, just gonna yeah. say that mm-hmm.
1: to generate over two billion dollars in profit. Now that we've put Dollar General in your presence, you'll drive around now and realize, especially if you're on a road trip and you have to go through the country, there are Dollar Generals everywhere, mm-hmm. but they do tend to really focus on rural and urban areas. They've admitted that they thrive when people aren't doing as well. Like I said, I don't want to steal from John Oliver's thunder. I recommend this very much. It's a great watch. And I want to see your emails and feedback. As we go through all this and we look at these corporations that have these kind of business practices, and we've recently talked about publicly traded companies that laying off Anywhere from hundreds to thousands of, of employees, just because a specific quarter wasn't as profitable as uh, projected. Let's shift away and talk about what are associates really looking for. What is important to them? What are the benefits that employers should be looking into, other than a humane work environment and proper yep. support?
0: Yeah. It off, <laughs> so yeah, Work Human uh, had a, a study that they did and. and released the study and they talked about basically what kept people at their jobs. So it was a strange year. Let's get real. 2023 was a strange year. There was layoffs. So people, there was retention, people stuck around to their jobs. So they did a uh, survey and it said 58.3% had no plans to leave their jobs in 2023. So most people wanted to stay. And they said the, the reasons for staying were, number one, an overarching need to feel cared for and supported in their jobs. I had good benefits ranked as the top response of 54.9, but feeling cared for and supported in their jobs, which I, to me, like that was not how these Dollar General employees were feeling. So that's why I felt, OK, this is a great uh, discussion points. 51.3% stayed their job because they like their coworkers. And then 41% said I was fairly, I was compensated fairly. So I thought it was really an interesting thing about people want that support that they get from really great benefits. And of course, I will say, Paying people fairly, I think, is, is what is table stakes. Like that is just the bare minimum that companies need to do is, is pay people a fair and living wage, which could be a whole other topic. But let's talk a little bit about well, what are some good benefits? What What's important to employees? So let me ask you, Mick, what like what's important to you benefit wise? What do you what do you want the most when it comes to benefits that you are offered?
1: Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now, the reason I do what I do today is to be able to go to my son's school when I was younger or just to have some flexibility and mm-hmm. schedule. Hold me accountable. That's what I expect of my employer too. hold me accountable for what you need me to accomplish. And in return, let me to a degree. Mm-hmm. accomplish it uh, you know, with some flexibility in my schedule. Do I expect a company to let me work all nights if I have to interact with, a, with clients? Absolutely not. But I should never have to worry about being able to make a, a doctor's appointment or any sort mm-hmm. of appointment for me or my child and think there might be some difficulty in doing it or ramifications for doing so. Right. That's that's the big one. You know, it shouldn't be a big deal if I it need to be gone from one to four on a Wednesday or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You know me, I'm a big anti-micromanagement person. If you hire the right people, you shouldn't have to micromanage them. Well, let me rephrase that. If you hire and train the right people correctly, You shouldn't have to micromanage them.
0: Well, I will say, and I didn't share this with you, obviously, before the conversation, but in this article, it said workers top five priorities when pursuing a new job opportunity. One is work life balance. So there's that balance, being able to go to the doctor, being able to take care of your kids. I think that's always going to be important, especially going forward. Like Gone are the days. That there is the one breadwinner and then somebody's at home being able to take care of all the, thing, all the home, you know, life things. So number one, work life balance. Number two, productivity and performance. People, honestly, people want to go to work and they want to be productive. They want to do great work. We can have a whole other uh, topic about that, but I think that's important to people. So again, this is pursuing a new job opportunity. Three, employee recognition rewards. Four, company culture. And then five, work arrangements. So that's the hybrid remote, like where they work. But number one is that work life balance. And I I think that also includes uh, appropriate levels of time off. That means that, yeah, you're able to attend your kid's recital. That means that you're able to go on a vacation if you want, or, you know, be able to pursue your hobbies. And I feel like Companies who do not on, get on board with this are going to continue to have retention issues. Going to continue to have recruiting issues. I know me personally. I definitely appreciate flexibility. I want to be able to do all of these things. Of course, I want to do great work at work. I want to be successful. I love what I get to do. Being in HR, I feel like is a is an honor, <laughs> and I've worked really hard to get here. But Certainly, I want a life outside of work. I don't, I don't live to work, you know. I definitely work to live so I can have the life that I want.
1: The biggest post-pandemic change is we all got a, a feel for what is achievable as mm-hmm. far as life balance. And we've mm-hmm. learned that we can accomplish as much, if not more, when left to our own devices as far as our our schedules. The first open campuses, they said. Yes, we want to have a great place for our people. We want them to enjoy it. They can play ping pong, walk around the campus or whatever. But the way they sold it was ultimately we get more out of our people by allowing them to feel more free. It's really the culture more than what I would consider the benefit. The number one thing is the work-life balance. and the Second thing is the culture as far as their just overall approach to communication, to you know, having that open door policy. To knowing that you know I'm going to get that feedback and support, and at the same time that I'm not going to be micromanaged. That it's you know mm-hmm. we all have this understanding. This is what's expected, and as long as I'm getting it done, going to get my accolades if I deserve them. But the, at the most part, I like to be left alone a lot. Believe it or not, okay. Anna. No,
0: that makes sense. Well, I will say one thing, and it's because you and I we're very lucky with our our roles that we. Have time off, paid time off or time off available to us, flexible time off. But there's other, there's some companies that that are very stingy when it comes to that. And us the United States, compared to other third countries, is uh, really far behind when it comes to providing paid time off. And I will say that is another benefit that more and more people are expecting and requiring. To me personally, if I were to leave my job, uh, I, I would certainly would want a generous or more generous time off package than I currently have, which I have a, a relatively generous time off package. But I think that that's something that's really important to people now. And again, I feel like the pandemic just showed people that time with your family, a time away from work. Provides you the ability to recharge, and some states have now uh, passed laws where com- where companies have to require paid leave, and it could be just paid leave for anything or paid sick time off. Which again, I think the pandemic brought us. But knowing that that people people want that as a benefit, that paid time off being able to enjoy their lives and not feel, you know, not look back at the the end of their work life saying, I I never had any time off. I never worked. What was I doing with my life? I think that's going to be a bigger and bigger benefit. And I hope more and more states pass laws that require companies to have that paid time off package.
1: Oh, absolutely. It is so funny. I take those things for granted. So that's why I didn't give that answer. And it needs to be a a well-established this is the policy and i'm i'm gonna tell you Mm -hmm. why first off i think you should earn three weeks of pto minimum in your first in your first year it should be a rolling it should be a rolling three and that should be just the norm and i still don't think that's enough but i think that's a reasonable request for everyone especially any salaried positions but the reason the reason i bring I, i mentioned that it needs to be something that that's consistent and true is I was recruited by a company and one of the things that enticed me was I was actually hired with not only above fair compensation, but I was given quote unquote unlimited pay time off. There you go. Well, let me tell you, unlimited <laughs> unlimited PTO means. You're still going to have to get your boss's approval. And even if they approve it, their boss may not approve it because my goodness. Well,
0: that's your specific company, though, because I, again, unlimited PTO, depending on how you administer it, could be great and it can be awful. So it sounds like you had the awful one.
1: (laughs) I had the awful one. So, yes, it needs to be one that is consistently and properly executed and... Like a
0: minimum, you minimum ha, you have to take a minimum amount of time off. I love that. If you're going to do an unlimited time off package, you have to tell people you have to take at least whatever it might be two weeks, three weeks, something a quarter. Unlimited time off can be great, uh, especially for those who know how to do it well. Meaning, okay, I know when I'm going to take a vac- vacation. I know I need some breaks. And then there's people who are workaholics and forget to take time off, and then all of a sudden it's six months into the year and they've had no time off. So. You've got to administer it in a way where people – it is utilized for what it needs to be, which is providing people a time to recharge and reset, and not just a savings where you don't have to pay out PTO, which a lot of, I think, companies uh, implemented it so they didn't have to pay PTO when people left. But go on. I'm sorry I interrupted. Tell me more about your unlimited uh, PTO experience.
1: Oh, that was it. You nailed it. It was just one of those where – The first couple of times I I took it, no one said a word. Then I had one of my peers call me from across the country just in tears. She was someone that just was a beast. She put in easily 55, 60 hours a week. She'd been looking forward to this family vacation forever. And uh, they're like, well, we can't let you take it right now. And then as we saw some shifts in, in culture and leadership style, we we saw that go away. When you come into a company and you see some of the things start to change and pulled you in in the culture, that's when you've got to kind of your spidey senses start to tingle mm-hmm. and realize that these are not the droids you're looking for. You need to move on. So tell me more. What about you, Hannah? Tell me some of the things that you think are are should be automatic or that you think are very important to put a company uh, above others.
0: Okay. So of course I'm I'm gonna show these are my own personal opinions. Number one, you have to provide healthcare. Now, I don't love that healthcare is tied to employment for many reasons. And again, this I feel like I just named like five other uh, topics for us for other shows, but People really do need healthcare benefits. I think that's really important and it is important to to families. Certainly um, having that appropriate time off. To me, time off is extremely important because I have things that I like to pursue. I like to travel. Just, I appreciate having the ability to do some of the things I wanna do. I like to visit my parents when they're down in Florida. I like to visit friends in other parts of the country. I like to just, again, experience that time off. So that's important to me. And then overall flexibility. I don't want to work someplace. And I have in the past where you walk in at 801 and your boss is yelling at you that you're late. I had a job where I punched in with an old school punch clock and I had somebody I worked with pull me over to the punch clock, pulled out my time card, and it was like 801, 802, 801 you are to start work at eight o'clock. And uh, the fact that I clocked in at eight o one and got in trouble for to me is just an arbitrary reason to get mad at somebody. And I wasn't in a, it wasn't a role where we were working like in a manufacturer or retail where I was customer facing. I literally was an office assistant where I was making copies. I was, building binders i was doing all the shit work that nobody else wanted to do and the fact that i came in at 801 was a problem to me it's just a shit culture so i think to me having that type of culture where flexibility is okay i'm a learning person i like to start work early uh but that doesn't mean everybody else does. So having that flexibility of start time, event time, just getting your shit done, that's more important to me than clock watching. I can't stand that. You know, I like having a, a, a nice team to work with, the one that, that we have each other's backs. I love the camaraderie. I love collaborating. To me, teamwork is, is huge. And I build I build relationships with the people I work with. Uh, now, being in HR, I can't always have friendships, But I do have strong working relationships where it's people I'd work with in the future or maybe when I leave a company, I become good friends with. Uh, I might be talking to one of them. (laughs) So those are all things that I think are really important in an employer that I'd like to work with.
1: It's so funny that we have to have these conversations. Here's what companies have to realize. One of the biggest differences is you currently have a young working force that's coming in that is more connected with what's going on in the world than any other generation. Mm-hmm. So, if your yeah. company sucks to work for, people know.
0: Yeah, whether oh, for you sure. know, they know or not. And, and now and- everyone knows about Dollar General. So, I feel very sorry for their recruiting team right now because that is. That's gonna be rough.
1: <laughs> you know, let me let me jest about that. You know, the Dollar General recruiting team, I feel probably is in that role because of something that they did terribly wrong in their earlier life or previous lives. Oh, no. Because and let me tell you this, and I was gonna bring this up, but I know people in retail and hospitality that were recruited by Dollar General. Mm-hmm. And what they utilized was the coveted multi unit manager, district manager, regional manager role. Ooh. And they said, you know, you've been a GM here a long time and they don't appreciate you. They haven't promoted you. I want to hire you as a fast track to district manager. Notice they didn't say district manager for the next six months. We'll put you in this store as GM, and then you'll get your district. And of all the people I know, and honestly, throughout my career, I probably know, let's say seven people that were lured by this company And none of them made it six months. Really? Yeah, and it's because of what we saw on the John Oliver show. It's being the only person running a store, unloading your own trucks, putting Uh away your own product. All well, customers are in the store. No one can do that. Then you have the... You know, the not only that lack of support, where we talked about support is huge, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be a benefit, that should just be what you look for in any role. That should, right. That's the air we breathe as part of our career. It's, it's almost like we're at a turning point where, as a company leader, you have to decide Am I going to follow the dark, evil path of a company like we saw with Dollar General? Or am I going to join the enlightened and even possibly lead the fray over here of companies that have flexible schedules, which at this point, post-2020, should be kind of a no-brainer? Are we going to give a, a true living wage? Are we going to, you know, give them what they need to be successful? And part of that is... A minimum of three weeks off a year to recharge and spend time with their family. These are all like things that should be a necessity to own and operate a business. If you ask me, that's what's really frustrating about having some of these co- conversations or being made aware of these type of business practices. And back to my po- original point is, your younger, your new, hungry, you know, workforce coming in has access to so much information. And not only can they find these articles, they are willing to live out loud and share their experiences that lead up to these articles and generate more. So if you're treating your people poorly or just not really listening to them and what they need to survive, You could be on a John Oliver or an HR after hours or people are going to find out. If I have to scare you into doing the right thing, I think that's sad. But if it works, it works. Honestly, I would hope leaders want to be the opposite. They want to see this story and see what these other companies are doing and saying, no way in hell do I want to run my business that way.
0: Yeah, and I love as the kids today say. I mean, honestly, it's the fuck around and find out, you know. And you can't as because of the information age and the internet and social media, if you are treating your employees like shit and you're you're paying them uh, below a living wage, if you are treating them disrespectfully or expecting things out of them that are completely inappropriate, aka unloading the whole store while having to work the register while doing everything else. People are going to talk about it and people are going to find out. So, again, that's the fuck around and find out.
1: (laughs) And I know it's hard because, you know, each generation feels like they had to pay their dues and they had to go through it. You know, instead, of being jealous why not want
0: it better for other people like come on i mean i feel like that's bullshit like i had to do this and i've worked with people who who have said it before well when i was in their position i got yelled at and i was treated like shit and like why would you want that for anybody else like how about uh, let's make it better for everybody else why why not treat people with respect and dignity i don't understand that i think it's i think it's a cop-out and i think it's bullshit
1: yeah, I think that it's complete fuckery and mm-hmm. people still have that pay your dues mentality. No, you shouldn't have to pay your dues. You're hired to perform a task or do a job. Mm-hmm. If you can come in on day one and do it as well as anyone else or at least have the skill set that you're going to ramp up the, at the rate that is accepted or needed or required, that's it. That's mm-hmm. what work should be where it's like you said, the days of living to work are over people and it sucks that some of us are still catching some of it or had to endure it. But instead of being bitter, you know, be a part of leading the change to what's gonna make our our country thrive in the future. Because honestly, if we keep this, this kind of mentality, no one's gonna wanna work for us. Everything's gonna get way worse before it ever gets better. And I would rather see this kind of proactive creation of the right work environment versus it being something that has to get done to save companies th- that have just imploded because Mm -hmm. of their poor people practices. And if you think your company will not have issues, if it has poor people practices, you are wrong. Mm -hmm. You can't get away with the stuff that companies got away with in the past. Uh, Here's the way I look at it. Mm. If you are in any sort of leadership role, or if you are the one that makes those decisions about the flexibility of schedule, the the living wage, here's how you should look at it. Most of us have good, close friends or family. Mm -hmm. If your son, daughter, best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse came to you and they had an offer on the table that was identical to what you offer currently for the same role, would you encourage them to take that job and be happy for them? Oh, that's good. Because if the answer is no, it's time to become part of the change.
0: Boom, mic drop. I can't, I have nothing to add.
1: (laughs) And that's why we're trying to put the human back in human resources. I look forward to talking about this more and hopefully we'll be celebrating others' companies' successes because of these type of practices.
0: I love it. Have a great day. Have a great
1: day.